0: Hey folks, make sure to stay up to date on all the latest episodes by following us at Podcast on Instagram and Facebook. Or, if you have any recommendations you'd like to hear us review on the show, you can contact us directly via email. Or, I don't know, maybe you just want to send us some feet pics. creep, I don't know what you're into. I don't care. We'll review those too. What do you think of that, huh? In any case, all your requests, feedback, and general criticism of the straight white patriarchy can be sent to getrectpod at gmail.com. That's G I T R E C D P O D at Gmail.com. Now, back to the show. Mike, I have to tell you about my new uh my new dirty little secret. Okay. God, what do they what do you call that? All
1: American reject, that's what they call it. <laughs>
0: No, no. <laughs> uh, it, so, like something you love, but you're embarrassed by. Oh, your guilty pleasure. Yeah. My new guilty pleasure. Yeah. The show, it's a lifetime show. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, All right. And it's, it's essentially just a ripoff of like the real housewives. Okay. But here's the twist. All the women are little people (laughs) it's called (laughs) little women la oh my god And uh, apparently there's some other ones too other cities so it's exactly what you think it is (laughs) it's a bad semi produced as far as the situations that happen reality show holy crap with these feisty skanky old women but are, they're all little they're people. All little people. <laughs>
1: <laughs> how
0: do you how do you come across this show? <laughs> just, how do you it, find this. It popped up on Hulu, oh.
1: and I was like,
0: I was like, I don't know why, I must watch this. <laughs> well, I mean, and I was so right. It's <laughs> it's so bad, but at the same time, it's so fun. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Sometimes you need shows like that that are just. Like, you don't have to worry about thinking when you watch it. And you can just, like, turn your
0: brain off and let it be entertained. And the the biggest kind of surprise of this, because there, there's, like, a whole cast. There's six of them. And they all have, like, I didn't know this until watching the show, but there's, like, something like 150 different types types of dwarfism. Okay. So... Some of them are, like, really traditional, exactly what you would think. Okay. But the one girl on the show, she her name is Elena. Okay. And she is a blonde, like, probably late 20s Russian girl. And she is barely a little person. Like, she, she looks much closer to, like, a typical-sized person than Dwarf. She is genuinely beautiful like hold on let me and she's married to a regular sized guy okay and all that because they're all catty they're they're in la and they're like they're catty old women not they're not even really that old they're middle-aged women they're typical real housewives material okay sure yeah but they're all catty and bitchy towards each other
1: are they like friends that are catty and bitchy towards each other like are they? they definitely there's a lot of that like
0: frenemy energy okay all right oh yeah and And once again, you can tell a lot of it is kind of produced, and sure. the situations are curated mm-hmm. and set up to an extent. I don't care, y- yeah, of course, it's not. still fun. Yeah. so, but this Elena girl, uh-huh. they're all obviously jealous of her, because, because like if you just saw her face, yeah, and you didn't know she was a little person, you're like, "Oh my God, she's gorgeous,
1: So she's only a little little
0: yeah she's she's like an Amazon. Compared to the rest of them. She's still probably, she's probably like 4'3 or 4'4. She's still small and her limbs aren't totally proportionate. Yeah. But I mean, it doesn't stop me from daydreaming about her. (laughs) Hold on, let me, folks, you gotta go watch Little Women LA. Little Women LA. Yeah, she's very pretty. But all the other all the other girls like the one her boyfriend is always trying to flirt with this girl and they're all obviously incredibly jealous of her
1: <laughs> yeah she's very pretty she's got some very adorable like family photos on uh, on instagram
0: yeah once again if you just saw her uh-huh you'd probably you may even just think oh she's just a little on the short side Yeah. If you took a picture of her standing next to Danny DeVito and you didn't know how tall Danny DeVito is, you'd be like, oh, she's a fully normal sized person. (laughs) (laughs) But then this kind of led me down a rabbit hole a little bit. Okay. Into something similar, but not really similar. I've also started watching Hoarders. (laughs) Dude, Hoarders? Who who are you becoming? hoarders is the funniest show ever made what hoarders is the funniest show ever made (laughs) yeah because these people we all know what hoarders is it's these people with mental illness that are just collecting yeah just keeping stuff but there's this lady and she's just her whole thing is she hoards food so her what (laughs) so like she has two fridges and freezers filled with food that's been expired for months if not years that's disgusting and she's like no you can still eat it just as long i will eat it as long as it's not puffy as long as the package is not puffy (laughs) and so the guy the therapist guy comes in to help her yeah and he's like so what do we got going on in here and she's like well it's a mess he's like yeah he's like do you do you smell that and she's like no, no, what are you talking about? It just smells like normal air. And he's like, it smells like something's rotting. Yeah. And she's like, no, they're in the living room. She's like, no, nothing in here is rotting. I don't have any food in here. And then he looks down, and he's like, what's that? And She's like, oh, I forgot, that's a pumpkin. And it's just a rotting, decayed pumpkin. <laughs> in her... And she's like, oh, I forgot about the decaying pumpkin. <laughs> in her living room. And then they're walking to the kitchen because he's like, "Okay, let's go take a look in the kitchen." <laughs> and then he's like, "Oh, is that more?" And she's like, "Oh yeah, I forgot. That's the squash. That one. That one's not a pumpkin. That one's a squash."
1: <laughs> but it's also rotting.
0: It's also rotting. Just bags of rotting apples and lettuce. That's so and just gross. A fridge filled with a hundred yogurt. That's so that it's gross. That have all been expired for months, and they're soaked in the juice of meat that has gone rotten in there.
1: Oh, that's just so gross. It's hilarious. I, I don't know what you're <laughs> talking
0: about. <laughs> I mean,
1: okay, I'm the type of person, <laughs> and, and my wife can attest to this, I look at the, the best buy date for milk, and if I am a week... Within that range, not after, but ahead of, I will not drink it.
0: That's a little, that's a little
1: much. It's not, though.
0: It's being safe. Well, I'm kind of on this lady's side, because all the people, they're throw, <laughs> they're forcing her to throw out her freezer, and she's, like, emotionally attached to, like, this food that she has. Yeah. And her whole thing is she doesn't want it to go to waste. It, she uh, doesn't want to be wasteful. I think it's a little
1: because she had
0: been very poor at one point okay and so that's kind of how her hoarding started so once she did have a little bit of money anytime she sees stuff on sale she's like oh i have to buy it all because i don't know when i'm not going to have stuff again right yeah so that's her mentality the the therapist guy he's like this has been expired for months and she's like yeah it's fine as long as i know it's fine as long as the package isn't puffy and he's, he goes, how much bacteria do you think would need to be in a package to actually make it puff out? Mm-hmm. She's like, probably a lot. And he's like, yeah, probably a toxic amount, a fatal amount. And she's like, yeah, that's why I don't eat them when they're puffy. <laughs> but I'm kind of on her side because they're all saying, no, this will kill you if this is dangerous. It'll kill you if you eat it. But here's the thing. That lady? And she even said, well, I guess I just have an iron stomach. She probably does. I bet her immune system is amazing. Exactly, her gut biome <laughs> is made for that because she's been slowly eating bacteria for years and years. Her body—it's like animals can eat raw meat, right. and it's no problem because their bodies. Over time, your body will get used to it.
1: Yeah,
0: it's... don't drink the water in Mexico, but people in Mexico can drink it all day because their bodies have gotten used to it. So, and don't get me wrong, this lady's house was horrific. I bet it was. Just piles of cat shit and the food is like next to the cat poop and the sink is just filled with dishes and she just, when she needs a dish she just washes it on top of all the dirty dishes in the sink. It's horrific. That's, There's mold that's all so in the gross. fridge, and the freezer. It is. But I am kind of on her side because I'm like, they're telling her that she can't eat this stuff? She can. <laughs> I mean that doesn't mean that she should but it is it is just so wild watching people and she was a food hoarder then there's people who get attached to their stuff Mm -hmm. and it's just so funny watching somebody be (laughs) they're like do you really uh do you think you really need six fish tanks and he's (laughs) like well yeah i i plan on using them what do you plan on using them for Uh, they're still good yeah, they're perfectly good, and then they start taking the the fish tanks away. And he's like, "What are you guys going to do with them?" And they're like, "We're going to throw them in the dumpster." They're these old, <laughs> beat up fish tanks. Yeah, six from... giant fish tanks. Probably from the nineties. Just disgusting and beat up. And he's like, "Wait, you're just going to throw them away?" And they're like, "Yeah, that's what we're doing." It's <laughs> the whole point of the show, bud. <laughs> and he goes, "Well, I thought you were going to give them to somebody or you're going to do something with them." And they're like, no, we're just throwing him out. Yeah, and he's and he goes, okay, well, I don't want to get rid of him then. <laughs> <laughs> Jeez, <laughs> it's the funniest <laughs> shit.
1: <laughs> I've my recent guilt. That first of all, it sounds disgusting. <laughs>
0: like it's very disgusting. That's what makes it so funny is yeah. how disgusting it is, and these people are just don't it doesn't even register register, or it does register and they just feel trapped and they can't it's fascinating yeah i
1: i could see that as being fascinating Uh, i don't know if i probably would enjoy i probably would thoroughly enjoy watching it
0: (laughs) i just i went
1: through the whole process right there you
0: gotta watch it with a friend
1: okay yeah because
0: i'm watching this with kendra yeah and those types of shows are fun because you you don't you're not paying attention you can talk through them Mm -hmm. and that's That's probably what makes it so fun. Mm -hmm. You got to have a friend to watch. To watch Hoarders or Little Women L.A. with. But both very worth it if you do. (laughs) Uh,
1: Yeah, that would not fly in this house. (laughs) At all.
0: Get Ashley hooked on Little Women L.A. There's no way (laughs) Ashley's getting (laughs) hooked on Little Women (laughs) (laughs) L.A. There's no way that's happening. You think that. Because once again, I would never watch Real Housewives. Yeah. And it's basically the exact same formula. If, if Ashley... But they're small. <laughs> <laughs> they're small, but their attitudes ain't. <laughs> There's all kinds of silly dumb punks little like women, that. big
1: attitudes. Is that Exactly. What, is if that you what were is?
0: wondering, yes, those types of snarky one-liners are definitely abound. fantastic. Fantastic.
1: <laughs> now, Ashley has a very particular set of um, annoyances, and once she gets annoyed with a show, she immediately is done she's completely done one of them which uh was curb your enthusiasm
0: i could see that yeah i don't think it's really a show for women
1: no i I would agree with that completely too
0: much i mean kendra loves it oh yeah but she can also only watch a couple episodes before she's like i i I need a break from larry david Uh uh-huh she basically lives with larry david so (laughs) she (laughs)
1: You want to talk about Larry David?
0: Yeah, that, yo, God, that's all I ever want to talk about. <laughs> Let's do it. Hit that theme. folks, and welcome back to another episode of Get Wrecked, the only podcast anywhere in the world where two buds take turns recommending and reviewing some of their favorite pop culture hits, hidden gems, and oddities. I'm, of course, your host and resident dum-dum Thor, joined today, as always, by my friend and co-host, Ready, Set, Let's Go, because he's a dance floor pro. I know, you know, he goes psycho when that new jam hit, because he just can't sit. He's getting jiggy with it. Nah, 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 nah. It's Micah. (laughs) The the whole time you're saying that,
1: I'm like, I don't know what this is. I don't know where we're getting into it. And at the very end, I'm like, ah, all right. I know that lick from from every commercial from the 90s.
0: Big Willie style. Yep. Good old Will Smith. That album was a jam. It probably was getting jiggy with it. Welcome to Miami. I didn't really just the two of us. He redid, redid just the two of us. He did. He did redo
1: just the two of us, didn't he? He did. Yeah. Yeah. I, I was never really big into Will Smith's rap career for whatever reason. The only thing that I really know about his rap career is that he won some award for it and he came up and he raised it up and he's like, I did this without swearing I did this without calling people bitches and and then the very next Eminem album Eminem just goes off on Will Smith. <laughs> because that was back when Eminem just would get perturbed and then write a song uh all about him or or her. Like he did the same thing with Christina Aguilera and Britney Spears. Oh yeah. With with that whole debacle. That's all I know of Will Smith's uh rap career. I know that he s- did a song
0: for Men in Black. And Wild Wild West. He did do the song for Wild, Wild Wild West. Look at Wild Wild West. <laughs> that, Jim West, Desperado, that, Rough Rider. No, you don't want a, none of this. six Gun in it. How much did you watch Wild West? <laughs> I loved the Wild West when I was a kid. That big stupid spider, spider. monster thing. I, I don't remember a ton of it. I remember, because there was a white guy who played because it was kind of like a buddy cop film. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. And the white guy was uh, like an engineer, like inventor type of character.
0: Do you know that actor?
1: Mm,
0: I can no. see his face in my head.
1: Yeah, I, I don't. I don't know. At least off the top of my head, I don't know the actor. I'm sure that if you said it, I'd be like, "Holy shit, that was him!" But Kevin Klein. Holy shit, that was him. What else was Kevin Klein in? <laughs> anything of of note i feel like he has a familiar face but it might just be because i saw that movie as a kid
0: last vegas french kiss sophie's choice okay
1: so no not for not for me anyway
0: silverado nope but in any case he puts on these fake boobs because he needs to dress up like a woman i do remember that and they're filled with sand yeah and he's like they're perfect he's an inventor they're perfect they're they feel like a woman, and then Will Smith grabs him. And he's like, "How many titties you felt, or something?" <laughs> I don't remember the exact line. It's been a long time, but yeah. essentially, he's making fun of him for thinking that these this bra filled with sand.
1: Yeah, it feels. Yeah, doesn't he go and just fill it up with water then? I think so. And he gives it back to him, and he's like, "Oh yes, that's much better."
0: <laughs> yeah, we should rewatch that movie.
1: I mean, if you want to, if you. <laughs> Was that a um, was that a Schumacher film? Who did that movie? Who was the director of it?
0: All right. Slash writer slash. Oh, Salma Hayek was in that too. Probably the best part of the movie. Oh, Barry Sonnenfeld. He's the guy who did uh, Men in Black and Men in Black Two. Oh, okay. All right.
1: <sighs> Will Smith.
0: What a guy. What a cool time in movies when you would make a movie and then write a song for the movie. And then that would become, like, just a normal song that people listen to. Aerosmith did it with um the Meteor movie.
1: Oh, with... Armageddon. Was Armageddon? Yeah.
0: Was that an original Aerosmith song? Uh-huh. Yeah? Yeah. Okay. And I think they did it, I'm assuming they did it because his daughter, Liv Tyler, I yeah, think that we... was her first big role. Oh, was it? I believe so cuz uh, she did Lord of the Rings after that. Yeah, they did I mean they did the same thing with Titanic. Right? Like think about that how is true.
1: how big my heart will go on by Celine Dion was.
0: Can we get some more god Can we get some movie songs? Yeah. You know What so, what happened to that?
1: Well, so the last one that I know of actually was Celine Dion and it was to the second Deadpool movie.
0: Now they're just like fucking have Ed Sheeran sing a song or have Adele sing one put one of their songs in it.
1: Yeah. Well, the Bond movies normally have a, have a song, right? The, the Skyfall song from Adele, that was, she wasn't in the movie. I stand
0: corrected. You are correct.
1: Yeah. But that song hit, hit radios for a while.
0: Okay. Maybe I'm just wrong on this one.
1: I don't, well, that's the last one I can think of. And even that one was years ago. Halsey did a whole, a whole movie, right? That, that is true. Yeah. I don't know about, but, but I get what you're saying. You don't really see that anymore.
0: No. And they were so on the nose, though. Specifically the way Will Smith did songs for movies. Mm-hmm. That's not something... You couldn't listen to the Men in Black song without having seen the movie or without knowing about the movie and have any idea what he's talking about. My Heart Will Go On. that That's just... I don't care for that song, but it's just a solid song you could listen to. Yeah. The I same mean, with Aerosmiths. Uh Yeah song from Armageddon mm-hmm. those are like just normal songs but Will Smith's songs were always just specifically about the movie about the movie
1: yeah that's that's true that is true yeah I don't think anybody else does that do they I mean you couldn't back when Men in Black came out you couldn't talk about that movie without going here come the men in black Ta-ta. yeah Ta-ta. galaxy defenders yeah all the time that's that's the only thing that would come up after you talk about the movie and it was in your head for the entire day you know what else is in your head for the entire day? That stupid intro music from Curb Your Enthusiasm. That's right. We're supposed to be talking about Curb Your Enthusiasm.
0: <laughs> the, yeah. I
1: so, watch I watch all these memes on on YouTube and shit and it's about people that are just getting owned. There it's like a Karen montage of people saying things and then they have some type of weird come up or, or just you know, justification happen or some type of justice happened to them in the video, and then that music plays. I don't know if you've seen those. (laughs) I have not. They're everywhere. And I'm like, this is funny, but I don't know where this song is from. And then as soon as it started playing, I'm like, now I understand fully. Now it makes sense to you, yeah. Yeah.
0: So, folks, today we are talking about the HBO original series, Curb Your Enthusiasm, from one Larry David. And before we start talking about it, just go up what you are talking about. Like I said, Kendra will watch Curb Your Enthusiasm with me. She enjoys it. I have to put the TV on mute at the end of the episode and on the beginning of the episodes. Because the music? She hates the music. Really? Genuinely, she hates that theme song. Is there any reason or she just doesn't like it? She says it's annoying. It (laughs) just makes her grit her teeth. She just hates the song. Yeah. But in any case, yeah, we'll actually get into curb now. Yeah, yeah,
1: it kind of perfectly encapsulates that show. It's perfect, I think, for the show.
0: I agree. I love that music. Yeah,
1: it really. It feels like things just are not going right in a comedic way. Like that's that's how that music feels <laughs> to me.
0: It almost sounds like it'd be in ho- at home in a circus. Yeah, it's it's very circus esque.
1: Yeah. Well, oh, and I think that that's kind of the point, too, right, it, it, of the show. So, so the show Curb Your Enthusiasm follows this guy, Larry David, who was the crea- co-creator or a full creator of
0: Seinfeld. Yeah. So um, Curb Your Enthusiasm uh, stars Larry David as himself. Larry David is the co-creator of Seinfeld with Jerry Seinfeld, obviously. And it stars him as well as the woman playing his wife, Cheryl David, is played by Cheryl Hines. And you have his agent slash best friend, Jeff Green, played by Jeff Garland, and Jeff's wife, Susie Green, played by Susie Essman. And then there's a number of kind of recurring characters who play themselves, Ted Danzin, mm-hmm. Richard Lewis, Wanda Sykes, and they kind of play like fictionalized versions of themselves. Right, yeah. And then, of course, uh, probably the other most notable recurring character is a gentleman named... Bob Einstein, Einstein. I'm not sure how you pronounce it, but he plays Marty Funkhauser in the show. Oh, okay. He has the crazy voice?
1: Yeah, the, like the weird. It sounds like his vocal cords are damaged. And he
0: was like a TV star in the 70s. Okay. Um, for a show called Super Dave. I have no idea what he played a character, Super Dave. I believe it was kind of like a variety sketch show. Okay. To the best my I'm honestly not a hundred percent certain. Um and I believe he died recently. Yeah, he died in two thousand nineteen actually.
1: Oh wow. That stinks.
0: Uh yeah, shortly after being diagnosed with cancer. So I mean R. I. P. Bob because Yeah. He's fucking hilarious. He
1: was he was pretty funny.
0: Um and yeah, the show basically kind of follows around Larry David. It it started coming out in two thousand, that was the first season. Mm-hmm. And it takes place pretty much right after Seinfeld had ended, and so now you get a Larry David without a job to go to every day. And so he just stays at home or goes out and either annoys his wife or annoys the people around him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So
1: the the first thing that jumped out to me, I feel like Cheryl Hines is way out of this guy's league.
0: A hundred percent.
1: Like so far out, I—it's almost unbelievable to me that they're married. He's very
0: rich. I guess, I guess, but uh, Micah, I'm not sure if you know how Hollywood works. <laughs> <laughs> but like, I'm just watching this, and I'm like,
1: I just don't see it because Larry David. I mean, from from the outside looking in, watching the show, it's fun to watch. Right? Like but I wouldn't say he's a likable character.
0: No, Larry David is an asshole. Yeah. That's his whole vibe.
1: (laughs) Yeah. And I'm I'm coming into this having no idea what this is. Like I, I knew that he uh had a lot to do with Seinfeld, but that's really it. Like I have as far as what the show was gonna be, I came into it blind. I had no idea.
0: Yeah, and for people who aren't familiar necessarily with Curb, if you're familiar with Seinfeld the character George Costanza is based on Larry David.
1: Yeah, I think that George Costanza is even like a less abrasive version <laughs> of, <laughs> yep. of of Larry David in this, because he he almost like looks for things to pick at, and just gets really really fine tuned and pinpointed on something minuscule, and just keeps nagging, just and keeps getting doing. at it, yeah. <laughs> It just keeps going about the most mundane
0: shit. <laughs> he can't let it go. Yeah, so uh, we'll start at the very beginning. I wanted to start you off. I had to start you off with because it introduces the main character. Of course, yeah. Season one, episode one, the pants tent.
1: Yeah, yeah, and, and Thor gave gave me a list of uh, five or six episodes from across the first like nine seasons of yeah. it. How many seasons are there of this?
0: Um, There are 11. Okay. And actually, I guess we should talk about this. So as of the recording today, we're recording this March 28th or 29th. Um, So in the last two days, Mm -hmm. the producers um, essentially tweeted that they just finished filming the final episode of the final season. Oh, wow. So season 12 will be coming out this year.
1: And that'll be it. And
0: it's not officially confirmed, but... Two producers, as well as Richard Lewis, tweeted something essentially saying, like, thank you so much for the time. I've been blessed to be here. So I believe we're coming to an end. Wow. Because this show has been running for 23 years now. Okay. And it's only 12 seasons, so they've had some pretty big hiatuses. Yeah. That's wild. Um, But yeah, so there's 11 seasons currently as of this recording. I'm not sure when season 12 comes out. I imagine probably sometime this year.
1: Okay. Yeah, so we start off the very the pilot episode, the pants tent. <laughs> and
0: and it um I'm pretty sure that it starts with him sitting on the couch, right? Yeah, so yeah. he gets these new pants and he sits on the couch and it looks like he has a boner because yeah. it's just the way the pants kind of bunch at his crotch.
1: Mhm.
0: Yeah, this show uh and it's and it's just him like
1: flopping that like that flap around is <laughs> weird. Just as He's just messing with it.
0: And he like looks at his wife and he goes, look at this. Look, <laughs> look at this thing. So the thing that curb is brilliant at is callbacks and like kind of taking these running threads through a story where they'll drop, they'll drop a little breadcrumb or drop something for you at the beginning. And then at the very end, they always bring it back around. Yeah. And finds an interesting way to approach that. So then he goes out uh, to the movies with his friend. Yeah, I he with... goes out with Richard Lewis, right? Yeah. So he goes out to a movie with Richard Lewis and Richard's new girlfriend. And she's sitting next to Larry. And the pants tent is happening. <laughs> So he's playing with the pants tent, and she thinks—or no, it's just sitting there. Just it makes there, him look yeah. like he has a boner. So she's like, I think Larry had a boner. She, like, brushed against him or something.
1: Yeah, I think she, like, wiped, like touched his arm or something yeah, like she that. that and, and then noticed. And then, you know, she takes it uh, to his wife, Cheryl Hines, and talks to her about it. And Larry's like, I didn't have a boner, you could ask. And so he, Larry David and Cheryl David, uh, Cheryl Hines is the actress, are trying to convince this woman, no, it's just how the pants are. <laughs> and she's getting offended because she thinks that they're lying. It's this show is is very much. Um, it's so much overreaction. And it's not just Larry David. It's like everybody's overreacting about small things
0: yeah they're most of the characters are cranky jews (laughs) yeah that's kind of the whole vibe of the show yeah Yeah. and it does this beautiful and you can kind of tell he was you know co-creator head writer of seinfeld he doesn't care about these big grand epic storylines he likes pinpointing the silly stuff like the silly mundane stuff Mm -hmm. of everyday life
1: yeah a show like these pants
0: suck yeah they make me look like i have a boner (laughs) and just how can that go horribly wrong think about that that's the episode that they decided to launch their series with was these pants made me look like i had a boner and it got (laughs) me into a real awkward situation (laughs) i mean and yet somehow it's captivating and hilarious yeah Yeah, I think that it just
1: goes to show that you can make something interesting out of anything, right? Like, you can tell a story about the dumbest things in the world or the smallest things in the world and figure out how to make those things interesting. Um, I think that this show really is a testament to that. Regardless of if you like this type of humor, I mean, they're able to keep it running for, it looks like, 12 seasons almost, which is pretty wild. And this is, from what I gather, so Dan Barton, who's been on the show a couple of times, his brother Colin Barton, I grew up in their house and their parents always had this on. It was just on in the background. And so I just remember hearing him complain about things, <laughs> but but I never watched the show. It was like in the midst of us going from one of their rooms to the basement to play more video games. It was on and they're like, this show's hilarious. That's what the parents would say yeah that's what their parents would say and i'm like oh okay
0: okay i like dan's parents way more now oh i didn't dislike them but now that i know that i'm like they're the coolest parents of all time dan's parents are great
1: (laughs) they are great so a lot of these episodes like the doll uh so the, the episodes that we watched were season one pants tent and then the doll from season two crazy eyes killer um i quit writing down the seasons so you can you can inform them if you would like thor but crazy eyes killer the That's Weatherman.
0: Season three. Crazy Eyes Killer was season three, episode eight.
1: Yeah. Then there's The Weatherman.
0: Season four, episode four. Meet the Blacks. Season six, episode one. And then Vow of Silence. Season eight, episode five. I tried to give you one. And here's the thing. I've been rewatching watching Curb okay. the last couple of weeks. It was tough to give you six because I, ideally I wanted you to watch all 11 seasons. <laughs> But yeah, I figured sure. because every single one I'm like, oh, this, this one could be a great. So I tried to give you a specific mix of like the different tastes of episodes because there's a, there's a couple different through lines of, of stories that Larry does. Yeah. There are stories where it's just a genuine misunderstanding. That's a lot of them. Yeah. That <laughs> where the person assumes Larry's being an asshole. Mm-hmm. Then there are episodes where Larry is just being an asshole. That's also a lot of them. And then there's a few, specifically The Vow, the episode The Vow, Uh where Larry, I think, is in the right. Sure. But because he's such an asshole, nobody will listen to him. He's like the boy who cried wolf. Mm-hmm. He's the boy who was an asshole.
1: <laughs> yeah. So, <laughs> so
0: even when he's in the right, people don't give him the benefit of the doubt.
1: Yeah, in The Vow of Silence, uh, I remember that episode starts off and his manager's daughter got some acting gig or something like that in New York or she's going to college in New York. So his manager, his manager's wife, who does not seem to like Larry David at all, uh, and their daughter are going away for three months. And they host their own going away party, <laughs> Yeah. which is funny. And... Then one of the people who is a guest comes up, and they they have taken a vow of silence. The thing is, they're still mouthing their words, so it's like they're talking, just with their voice turned off. And and he's just like, I'm I can't understand. Just just talk. Like if if you're going to mouth the words, what's the point of the vow of silence? Just talk. You're just doing a less
0: effective way of communicating, <laughs>
1: which I completely get, and and I think that that's yeah.
0: Yeah, that's a classic one of Larry is actually in the right, Yeah, but he's just such an asshole. It's still so hilarious. There's also a hilarious um, scene in that one where they're in line to get food for like, it's essentially like a serve yourself. You get your plate, you stand in line, mm-hmm. and this girl tries to cut in line, and he goes uh no no you're trying to do a chat and cut yeah and he always has all these phrases he does yeah so she's trying to do a chat and cut she tries to talk to a person in front of them pretends like they know him yeah somebody who she knew and he calls her out he's like you this guy you've probably met like once before you're doing a chat and cut it's a classic chat and cut and she's like i'm not doing that and then he looks at the guy and goes how well do you know her and he's like I met her once a couple years ago. Like, I see, and she's like, okay, okay, and she gets out of line, but then she moves behind him to continue arguing yeah. with him, <laughs> yeah. and continues arguing with him. And he's like, you just did it again, and then he goes, I respect your game, and she just kind of winks and nods yeah. at him. <laughs>
1: yeah, he's like, you're behind me, so I'm not going. I'm not even going to say anything this time. <laughs> yeah, it was very clever.
0: Yeah, the chat and cut, the stop and chat. That, right, that's yeah, an episode when you—I don't know if you saw that. I one. did
1: actually see that one, where like you—you you meet somebody on the street, and you just have to have a standard, "Hey, how's it going? Oh, things are going well. Life good? Yeah, things are good. Okay, see you later." That type of thing. And Larry David's just not about that. He's yeah, just he not, doesn't
0: want to stop and have small talk with you.
1: Yeah, he also doesn't really like uh, doing house tours. All of the is all of the small cultural civility type of practices that we do where we say,
0: Hey, how you doing? I'm good. How you doing? He hates them all. Yeah. And he's, he's a goddamn hero. He's the only person <laughs> willing to say, say the things that everyone else wants, yeah. wants to say. Yeah. When they're, uh, I remember there's another
1: episode where his manager has um, family over and they had just had a baby. So they were like, "Hey, do you want to come see the baby?" And he's like, mm, "No, I'm okay." <laughs> and, like the whole family gets pissed off at him. Like, who doesn't come and see their ba- See a baby, because uh, because th- that is ty- you know, that is a thing where if if people are like, "Oh yeah, we just had a kid," you're supposed to go up to the baby, look at it, go, "Oh my gosh, it's so cute." How much did it weigh? Blah 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 blah. And you have this, like, you know what the conversation is going to be. Everybody has already agreed. It's like you've signed a pact to have this conversation, even though you know what the conversation is, and then you can leave after the conversation's done. And he's just not about that.
0: Yeah, his anger, because Larry David is the person inside all of us. We all have a Larry David in us, and it's just to what extent. He's the only person who can be Larry David all the time. Yeah. it, it Honestly, it takes a fortitude that I don't think most people have. Well, you've got to be willing to not be liked by anyone. <laughs> <You> know, they, <laughs> <that's>, <laughs> like, people talk about, like, I don't care what people think about me. You do. Yeah, yeah, to You do. He does not. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. I mean, it, again, it's fun to watch,
0: but, God, you would hate that person in real life. <laughs> can you, can you imagine? Like, everyone? you'd hate them in real so, life. So, I don't want to spoil anything for you. But I'm probably going to hear. So I don't know, because you said you watched a couple episodes in different spots. I do. Yeah, I don't remember which ones. Okay, that doesn't matter. So I don't know if you picked up on this. There's a very interesting thing that Curb did. I believe it's at the end of season six or at the beginning of season seven. Okay. Cheryl divorces Larry. She Uh, leaves Larry. Oh, really? They actually get separated. She leaves. Yeah. Huh. Typically, in any sitcom and any show... Regardless how much of a bumbling fool or a dick the husband is, the hot wife always sticks around. Yeah. So Larry's like, not on my show (laughs) because genuinely she's like, I just can't take you anymore. Yeah. So so wait, because some of
1: the episodes that you gave me were past that season. Yeah. That you're saying. So specifically the
0: vow of silence. Yeah. Was she not in that episode? She was not. She may have popped up because she still pops up throughout the show interesting eventually she ends up getting with Ted Danson (laughs) what (laughs) What? yeah so she stays in the show okay but it becomes more (laughs) adversarial oh Um, wow that's interesting okay so yeah that's how he because she's still friends with all the people he's friends with so that she's still around all the time Mm -hmm. it was a great way narratively it was a really cool storyline And it was also, it was easy to just keep her in the show. Because they they weren't trying to write her off the show. They were just like, at a certain point, nobody can live with Larry David all the time. Yeah. Did you meet Leon, though? That's the only thing I regret. I didn't give you an episode with Leon. I don't think. Okay. So, the episode Meet the Blacks. Okay. Essentially, they move in a family from like Hurricane Katrina that got their house lost. Yeah, some And Cheryl wants to move in... A family who lost their house and there's a family called the blacks they're a black family it's Mm -hmm. A. fox and it's her her aunt and then like her two kids yeah and and when
1: he when he meets them larry he's like so your your last name is the blacks and you're oh well it'd be like me calling my last name the jew (laughs) because you know i'm
0: jewish (laughs) <laughs> I love watching Larry David interact with black people. That's why I gave you Crazy Eyes Killer. Oh, yeah. Crazy Eyes Killa is pretty lived. funny. Oh, but in any case, I got sidetracked. Yeah. Meet the Blacks. So eventually, their cousin also moves in. It's a guy named Leon. It's played by J.B. Smoove. Okay. I You should look him up if you don't.
1: So does the family stay with them for a
0: while? They do. Eventually, they leave. Okay. I, mean, I don't want to give away too much as to what happens there, but... J.B. Smoove's character, Leon, he stays. He doesn't move out, and he just stays in the show. He lives with Larry in perpetuity for the show.
1: Oh, really? Okay, yeah, I've seen him before.
0: Genuinely, I think probably one of my top three funniest people in the world. Oh, yeah? He's just hilarious. Everything he says is hilarious. So he becomes a recurring character. I didn't give you any episodes on there with J.B. Smooth. But I think it's after season seven. I think he starts on season seven. Okay, and he becomes a a pretty main character as well. Okay, He's so funny.
1: Yeah, I uh, looks like he was in Spider Man. I'm not sure. Oh, was he one of the? Because he was in Spider Man. It looks like Far From Home. He was one of the field, like the teachers running the field trip. Yes. Okay. He sure was. That's where I recognize him from. Because everything else that I saw, I didn't that he was in I didn't recognize really other than some voice acting stuff but I wouldn't recognize his face from those
0: yeah wow genuinely one of the funniest people just naturally funny just anything he does or says makes you laugh
1: yeah I really loved so when the episode uh the weatherman that we watched I really enjoyed because it's just basically about this snarky weatherman who's like you know what it's gonna rain tomorrow but he loves golf and Larry David gets this idea in his head that he's saying that it's going to rain so that everybody cancels their golf plans and he can go on the golf course without anybody being there. <laughs> and I think he's onto to something. I, I go, what? A, I thought while it was happening, I'm like, what a, What an ingenious idea if you're the weatherman and you love golf. Yeah, just tell everybody that's going to rain. Half the people are going to not
0: show up. And that's also a hilarious episode because... It's Marty Funkhauser's dad's funeral. Oh, right. Or not, no, not his funeral. He's getting like an award or something. And they're all clapping. And everybody's like, stand up. But Larry hurt his back. Oh, yeah. So he can't stand up. So then everybody's like, because his back hurts. Yeah. He goes to a masseuse and it's like, if you make, he bets the masseuse like $5,000. You can't fix it. And the guy's like, yeah, I will. I'll fix it. I'll bet you $5,000. So he works on Larry. His back does get better. But then he misses an appointment. And it goes back to being bad. So everybody... Because at first, Larry missed some stuff because his back was bad. Yeah. And then his back gets better. And everybody's like, I thought your back was hurt. And he's like, yeah, it was. It's good now. And they're like, okay, Larry. Sure, Larry. Yeah. And then they get to this moment. This They're honoring Marty Funkhauser's dad. And he goes he coughs or sneezes or something and he hurts his back again and it's like time everybody stand and applaud and everybody stands and applauds except for larry because his back is hurt again <laughs> and everybody's just yelling larry stand up what are you doing yeah yeah once yeah, this... again he's the boy who was a dick yeah <laughs> Because even when he's not trying to be a dick, yeah, he is. And nobody believes that he wasn't trying to be. <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah. This is definitely a show of unfortunate circumstance. Yeah.
0: And the cat, all the cast is so good mm-hmm. in the show. Um, Jeff Garland, who plays his agent slash best friend. <laughs> yeah. He's hysterical. He is very funny. He's hysterical. And, and he plays kind of like, it's hilarious. He plays kind of like a shitbag guy. Mm-hmm. Like he constantly cheats on his wife. Yeah. But you still love him as a character. <laughs> uh, yeah, again, interesting characters to watch. Horrible people. Uh, Susie Assman plays Susie Green. I love her so much. She gets so angry. She, she constantly yells at Larry. Uh, and, and everybody. And she calls Jeff. She's like, you fat piece of shit. I hate you.
1: <laughs> yeah, she's like the um, sassy wife who wears the pants in the family. Yeah. Yeah. Richard Lewis, okay, do you want to know the only other thing that I know Richard Lewis from? Sure. Um it's a movie called Wagon's East. Have you heard of that film? No. So, it's uh it's pretty funny actually. It's John Candy's last movie. Okay. And it's a western.
0: I feel like I've seen this.
1: Yeah, so it's a western and uh basically uh, it's about these people in a small western town. And all of them, like this, the group that uh, the movie follows, Richard Lewis is the main actor and he's the lead. And they're just like, you know what? The Wild West, because it's like the American frontier. And in all these movies, it always glamorizes the American frontier. Yeah, right. But and that now, time
0: in history yeah. sucked.
1: Yeah. And so everybody there is like, it sucks here. Why are we here? <laughs> and so they're That's like, let's go, they go, let's go back east. Where it's way more civilized. And so that's why it's called Wagons East. Because they're packing up and they're going back to New York.
0: That's the funniest premise. I have to see this. Yeah. And it's John Candy's
1: last movie. And John Candy's like this crazy, like mountain man. (laughs) trench coat dust like duster coat I
0: feel like this actually sounds familiar i think i may have seen this.
1: yeah the dude from uh from scrubs is in it too you know the older snarky doctor yes yeah i know exactly what you're talking about he's in it as well it's a solid film
0: that sounds like like an all-star cast i love john candy yeah yeah
1: and i think that john candy died in the filming of it like near the end of the filming of it
0: oh wow okay yeah
1: so he didn't fully finish the movie but yeah, wagons east. Um, that now I've got to look since I'm since I'm talking about it. I should probably pull it up and see when that was made.
0: I love the friendship between Richard Lewis and Larry. Yeah, <laughs> because cause they're they're always kind of mad at each other. They're either mad or apologizing to one another all the time. <laughs> all the time. All and the time. They still love each other because. <laughs> yeah, oh. they yeah. they
1: seem like friends who had something in common twenty years ago and now they don't get along but, yeah, because, but they're friends so yeah. they're just still Because they have a history, they're like, yeah, 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 he's a friend.
0: And so uh interesting thing about Kerb, a couple things. One one thing that Larry David has always done a lot of is he kind of gives young uh, comedians and young comedic actors like he'll give them roles in his show. Okay. So you see like Caitlin Olsen plays Cheryl's sister. Uh, oh, Caitlin yeah. Olson plays D and it's always sunny, mm-hmm. uh, Doug Benson, who is a comedian. Um, gosh, I'm trying to think of some of the other people, but, but off the top of my head, I can't think of any, but there's a lot of like, you'll see young actors who went on to be pretty big, uh, young Melissa McCarthy. Oh, wow. Okay. There's a number of them. Yeah. As well as you'll get a lot of like celebrities, David Schwimmer, <clears throat> was... Michael J. Fox, i mean seinfeld and julia louis dreyfus and uh michael richards yeah and god what's george costanza's real name oh i forget but at one point they they do like a seinfeld they start to work on like a seinfeld reunion so yeah the cast of seinfeld makes cameos as themselves yeah so it's this weird amalgamy. you never really know if a person is gonna be playing themselves or playing a character that's not them
1: it seems this seems like a show that Hollywood loves, because we have so many celebrities, actors, actresses that are jumping in for one episode or two episodes at a time. I mean, other than like Ted Danson, the actors who are kind of recurring, there's a ton of cameos. Well, and in this, this is
0: kind of like a coveted show for people to get on.
1: Yeah, that's what I mean. <laughs> like it, it seems like something where. I don't know. I mean, I guess it's acclaimed, right? And and the general public likes it, but I I feel like feel like people go, oh, Larry David, he did Seinfeld. I'd love to be on an episode of one of his shows, and and then they get on an episode of one of his well,
0: shows. And the interesting thing about it's probably tough to get on this because the way Curb is written is it is done in a technique known as retro scripting, and oh. essentially that's just a fancy way of saying. They write an outline and then all the actual acting you see, that's all improv.
1: Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. There's
0: no scripts written for this show. They basically write an outline of the story and they'll go to film the scene and they say, okay, Larry, you're mad about your pants tent (laughs) or you're mad because somebody parked in two spaces. Yeah. And then the other actor, they will be like, you're the person who parked in two spaces and he's being a dick to you. And then they just roll. So everything you're seeing, none of that is like a script that's been written
1: so it's like an improv show basically
0: it, yeah, it's all improv so the story is obviously the story is crafted yeah but all the actual dialogue is I
1: would love to be improv yeah I would love to be on a show like that I would love to do that stuff that would be so much fun that's awesome that makes me like the show more
0: it, it's also incredible when you realize it's filmed that way mm-hmm and then, like how funny it is, yeah, and how good they are at making it feel real. Sometimes, yeah. There was an
1: episode that I watched, and I don't think that it was on the list of episodes that you gave me, but there were two people that were ha- hosting a party back to back nights. Like one guy was hosting a party. It was um, Marty Funkhauser? yeah, and then Ted Danson, and then was hosting Ted it the next and, night. And so Dude,
0: that <laughs> episode, I think that is one of the ones. I is did. that one of them? It might be I think yeah, that's Meet the Blacks.
1: That's Meet the Blacks? That's the Meet oh, the Blacks right. episode. Yeah it is. Okay. Because you
0: don't actually meet the blacks till the very end of that episode. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Um yeah. That's that was hysterical to me. So the the gist is <laughs> right. the gist is how do you get out of going to a party you don't want to go to? Just go to the party the next day and then pretend that you got the dates mixed up. And then be like, Oh man, you know, sorry. Well, we'll let you go ahead and do whatever you're doing. Sorry to interrupt. But then the people keep them. Yeah. Yeah, and they give the same line, and they go, hey, you're here. You don't have any other plans. You might as well stay. <laughs> and it just turns and uh, totally bites them in the ass. And and he, each time, so Larry David tells this idea to the guys in his locker room, which happened to be his, his manager.
0: It's Jeff and Richard.
1: Yeah, and so he goes to the to the first place. He and his wife show up just meaning to stop by uh, cause they're, they want to go pick up the family. Um, or was it the second time that they wanted That's to go pick up? That's the second
0: time that yeah.
1: happened. Uh, So the first time they just, uh, they wanted to go to the actual, they wanted to go to Ted Danson's party. So they made a pit stop on the way to Ted Danson's party at whatever the other guy's name is party.
0: Marty Funkhauser. Yeah.
1: Marty Funkhauser. And then Marty Funkhauser's like,
0: you're going to stay cause you don't have anything else to do. Like, Larry, why do you seem like you want to leave? Yeah. You don't make, you didn't make, you don't have any plans. You got nothing to do, right? Yeah. Let's play Boggle or something. <laughs> Let's it's... play the newlywed game. <laughs> and that was another
1: thing. So I, it seems to be that there's this reoccurring joke where, what is his name? Where Richard Lewis, he always seems to have a new girlfriend and it always seems every to season. be yeah. the one. Every like, season. this one yeah. is the one. Yep.
0: Every time. <laughs>
1: Cause every episode that I watch, I'm like, that's a different woman. And yeah, and then this Larry David plays the newlywed game. I got to tell you, too, a lot of this comedy is from Larry David, uh, David just stepping in his own shit. So many times he creates the scenario and makes the problem for himself.
0: Oh, yeah. 100%.
1: Yeah. It's, so they play the newlywed game. And the first question that pops up, uh, and they're playing, obviously, with their significant others. The first question is, which wife of your friend group... Would you want to sleep with wife or girlfriend?
0: And they're like, oh, (laughs) Larry David says cha-cha. This guy's new. uh... Who, by the way, is the love interest from Wayne's World.
1: The Asian (laughs) girl from
0: Wayne's World. Really? Swing. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. And she, I mean, she's still beautiful. This episode was probably filmed, you know. Yeah. A number of years later, probably close to 10 years later. Still just drop dead gorgeous.
1: Yeah. Yeah, and of course his wife gets super upset, and both of the other guys who are playing were like, "Well, we're gonna be, uh, we're gonna say our wife." Yeah, like, that's that's our answer. And
0: once again, this is one that like I feel like Larry's in the right because <laughs> they're playing the newlywed game, and it's like, which one of your friends' partners would you want to sleep with? Yeah. And he actually answers the, he question, answers the question and then it makes him look like a dick.
1: <laughs> yeah. Cause the other guys cop out and they're like, of my wife, of course, like I'd have to go with my wife. <sighs> anyway. um, We're probably, we're probably around that time. We're probably <laughs> at a good spot. <laughs> uh, we I feel like we have been ranting more than necessarily yeah, reviewing. Yeah. Just kind of talking
0: about that. Yeah. Actually, let me tell you a funny story I heard. This is a story I heard secondhand. I've never seen Larry David in person. I was listening to a podcast, I believe. So this guy was telling a story of he lives in LA and he went to the golf range. Who is he behind in line but Larry David? Oh boy. And so Larry David was talking to the person because you go and you buy like a bucket of balls and it was $10 for a bucket of balls, 15 for two buckets of balls. And he was sitting there or standing there Harassing the person selling the balls, essentially the attendant. Larry like, David was? Yes. Why <laughs> okay. why is it that one bucket I gotta pay you ten dollars, but it's only fifteen if I give you two? And it was just like haranguing this person. Larry <laughs> David's a millionaire. A legit certified millionaire, no yeah. question about it. I mean, has one of and the haranguing this person about why two buckets is $15 but one bucket is only 10 and there was no cameras who so Larry just, David is in the show is who Larry David is that's uh, oh it's,
1: man that's wild
0: that's just who he is
1: that's that's kind of hysterical that's kind of hysterical so um there you're right everybody's got a little bit of Larry David in them right? I had a little bit of Larry David in me once when I went to Dairy Queen. I went to Dairy Queen with my cousin, my cousin Cody. He's a year younger than me. He is the cousin that I grew up with. Every summer we'd hang out like all the time. He came here and we go to Dairy Queen. I order something. He orders a banana split. I don't even remember what I order. It doesn't even matter. They go, we're out of bananas right now. Is that okay? And Cody, nice guy, goes, yeah, that's fine. And I held up my hand. And I'm like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Wait,
0: wait. He ordered a banana split? Yeah. He ordered a banana split.
1: And they said, we're out of bananas.
0: You got to bring out the David. Is that okay? And I, and I go, whoa, 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 whoa,
1: whoa, whoa. Are you going to charge him full price for that? And they're like, well, yeah. And Cody looks at me. He's like, it's fine, Micah. And I'm like, <laughs> I'm like no, 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 no. I was like, this is a banana split. All right. <laughs> this is a banana split. You've got no banana. You're not splitting anything. You're just giving him ice cream. Like, this is not a banana split. And, and of course, I'm talking to somebody who was probably 16 years old behind the counter at Dairy Queen, right? They don't have any power or authority to make grand decisions on whether or not they can charge full price or half price for a banana split. I was like, you're not paying for a banana split, though, because there's no banana to split. And <laughs> Cody's like, Micah, it's fine. Holy shit. And he gives he gives the lady <laughs> the money. <laughs> I'm like, I'm just saying, I wouldn't have paid full price for it. And then I walk away.
0: <laughs> yeah, we all have that Larry David in us.
1: Yeah, yeah. This was a pretty entertaining show. I mean, I kind of figured that I would like it because I do enjoy Seinfeld. Um, I think, and maybe it's because it's on HBO, it's a little bit more Seinfeld. Like, it's Seinfeld at 110% or 115%. Um I just feel like it's a little bit more ridiculous.
0: Well, yeah, and they can do storylines that you just couldn't right. do on network television, especially in the nineties. Yeah,
1: exactly. So, so for that reason, I, I would say that if you don't like Seinfeld, this probably isn't your jam.
0: But in, if you don't like Seinfeld, then you're a dumb person. So
1: I mean, there is that. <laughs> But well, I, I say that. My wife listens to this. Larry David and is... And she also listens, doesn't like Seinfeld.
0: Well, I stand by it. You know I, what? I'm going full Larry David. You know what? I don't care.
1: I love you, wife. I love you, dear, very much. Um, yeah, but this is a pretty good show. I enjoyed it. Uh, I had never seen it. It would have never crossed my radar. I, I would look at it and I'd go, it's probably more Seinfeld. And
0: then I'd move on. So... With shows, we always said, you know, because we can't ask somebody to watch a whole series of a show. There's just, you know, sometimes it'll take me two months to get through a couple seasons of a show. Yeah. It's only so much time in the day.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: So rather than a rating, we can do a rating if you want, but more importantly, did I get you hooked? I, th- I think so, dude. <laughs> I think so. Dude, I'm t- There's not a bad episode. Yeah. They're all so good.
1: To me, this is akin to The Office or Seinfeld. Something like I would watch this at night when I'm ready to go to sleep. Something that I can just watch and not think too hard on. I can just
0: chuckle at. It's perfect. And it's done very much in the way Seinfeld was. It's episodic. There's Mm -hmm. not there. Once again, there's a story. I think we talked about this when I recommended it to you. There is a plot line. There is a narrative plot line that follows through each season. Each season has its own plot line that it kind of follows. Larry tries to open it, decides to be a partner in opening a restaurant. Larry decides to do a Seinfeld reboot. Larry's going to star in the producers. And that's kind of what drives, drives the season. But each episode, it doesn't, that part of the plot really doesn't matter. You can really pick up any episode. And yeah, and they're all very good.
1: Mhm. Yeah, they've got self-contained story arcs.
0: I will say I think a fair criticism of this show would be like if you're not full in absolutely love love it, I could see kind of approaching it the way my wife does, which is a couple episodes and then I'm good.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Me, I personally I could just leave it on. It's just never not funny to me. Right.
1: <laughs> right. Yeah, this is yeah. It's, to I, me, it's one of those shows. I as well. really
0: relate to Larry David. <laughs> yeah, I think a lot of people do. <laughs>
1: because, uh, because
0: just small, no, but small like minor social etiquette things just really bug me. Yeah, here's one. I don't ever say "bless you" or "gazoon tight" when somebody sneezes. How dare you, Thor? It, nothing pisses me off. If you burp, you say "excuse me." If you fart or cough you say excuse me so why is it that when the air comes out of your nose all of a sudden it's on us to? (laughs) oh bless you bless you no you're a goddamn grown-up say you sneeze say excuse me why is it on me why that's too much pressure why do you got to put the pressure on me and then if i don't what, am I a bad person because I didn't bless you?
1: Yeah, no. that's that's the idea, Thor. You're a horrible yeah, person. Yeah, it's
0: social ransom, <laughs> and I won't have it. <laughs> These are the thoughts that roll around in my brain pretty frequently. Yeah, that's, <laughs> so. I mean, that's a,
1: that's a fair argument. Yeah, I get it. it I, the onus is on the person... Uh, who is participating in the act in every other bodily function, right? <laughs>
0: except so, for when it comes out of your nose. Yeah,
1: except for when you sneeze, then the onus is on everybody else. Yeah. Yeah. There's so many wives' tales about why we do that anyways. Like, people thought that the demons were trying to take your soul, and so they say, bless you, so that the demons don't take your soul.
0: And that might be true, but yeah. still, it's rude. Say excuse me. <laughs>
1: <laughs> what about the people who sneeze and then get angry when people... Don't say "bless you." Like when they sneeze, nobody says anything, and then look around. Like, really?
0: <laughs> if that, I've never, <laughs> I've never once experienced that. If that ever yeah. happened, I would look around at all those people and be like, "My brothers, <laughs> my brothers in arms." <laughs> oh man, yeah. Do we want to rate this thing? Or uh, no. If you want to, honestly, yeah, sure. Let's rate it okay. on a scale of one to ten angry Jews. <laughs> um,
1: I would say that this is a solid seven or eight. Maybe a seven and a half. Maybe it's seven angry Jews and an angry little Jew.
0: Little Jews LA. Little Jews LA. <laughs>
1: I would watch that show. <laughs> I would absolutely watch that show. <laughs> yeah, I'll go with seven. I'll go with seven because I think it's good. Um... But I've I've seen, I like it,
0: I want to see more of it.
1: To I'd like to see a whole season so I can get one of those story arcs in there.
0: Okay. I would suggest season two or season three. Yeah. Actually, probably season three. Okay. As far as I think front to back, every single one of those episodes is laugh out loud hilarious the okay. whole way through.
1: All right, I'll have to check it out. It's one of those shows that I'll have to wait for uh, Ashley to like go to bed and watch because... <laughs> She was done with it after <laughs> one episode. How many episodes did she... One. The first episode? Uh, It was the it was the episode... You didn't uh... start with the pants tent? No, I started with the pants tent, but Ashley was not with me. So yeah. she came in at, I think, Crazy Eyes Killer. And, and she's just like, this <laughs> is so dumb.
0: What? <laughs> Dude, that episode's so funny. Yeah. Because he's like, Larry, are you my N-word? And Larry's like, yeah, I'm your (laughs) N-word. But they say the actual (laughs) word. Larry David says the N-word like multiple times in this show, Mm -hmm. but he gets away with it because he does it. Like the way he does it is so funny. It's from a place of like, I'm uncomfortably doing this. Yeah. So he can get away. Yeah. It's a solid show. I
1: I enjoyed it. I appreciate you uh, throwing the recommendation out there. Um I guess. Uh, what about you? If you had, I mean, is it a is it a ten out of ten? Oh, for ten you? out of ten. Yeah,
0: this yeah. Is I kind of figured top, as far as especially as far as comedies go. Yeah, I mean, I think it's cream of the cream. Yeah, cream Ju- of the crop.
1: Judging <laughs> cream this, of the cream,
0: uh, I would put this right up there with the league, uh, with which is also from one of the producers of Curb Your Enthusiasm. It's kind of a similar, okay. it's filmed a similar way. Okay. Um, the League, The Office, shows that I could just rewatch. Yeah. I mean, just top, top tier comedy for me. I could rewatch it. Never unhappy to watch it. Yeah. We'll still laugh at Punch. Even I know the punchline's coming and I'm still laughing. Yeah. All right.
1: Well, there you have it, folks. Curb Your Enthusiasm. Have you guys seen this? Because it has been around a while and I'm pretty late to the game, admittedly. But I'm not sure about its uh, cultural popularity. Because it is one of those HBO shows, right? And I don't think that HBO... HBO has always had a thing, at least to me, where it has seemed like something that people who have money pay for. Like, you pay extra for HBO. It's always a more expensive yeah, option. Yeah, but
0: everybody... I mean, you can get HBO Max now, and it's the same price as Netflix. now. Yeah, now you and, can. And genuinely, yeah. I think HBO Max has... It's good. It's good. HBO Max has a lot of really good stuff on it. It does, I yeah. mean, if I were to s- suggest streaming services... I would probably go Hulu and HBO Max.
1: I think that HBO Max beats Netflix right now, personally. I think
0: most everything beats Netflix. Yeah. Because they did this thing where they're like, we're going to sink all our money into our own shows. Which, and I mean, they've had some very successful shows, very good shows on Mm. Netflix. They're originals. But their supporting shows and movies, they kind of sat back. And ignored the fact that everybody caught on to how good they were doing. Yeah. And everybody started buying up the properties to other things or starting their own streaming services. If you want to see The Office, now it's on Peacock. Yeah. If you want to see like anything from Showtime, now it's on Paramount+. Mm -hmm. Plus. Stuff like that. So I think Netflix, they were doing so good that they failed... They were so high. They failed to look at what was going on below them. Mm-hmm. And all those, all their competitors, they're like, oh, I don't care about Hulu. I don't care. Oh, Paramount's starting their own streaming network. HBO's starting their streaming network. Who cares? And didn't pay attention as those companies just bought up <clears throat> some of the most bingeable and best properties.
1: Yeah. So what do you guys think about Kirby Enthusiasm? Is it as great as Thor thinks? Um, I specifically want to know, From the person who's hanging out in Kansas. I see you in Kansas. Hanging out there by Wichita. I see ya. I want to know what your thoughts are. Is Curb Your Enthusiasm fun in Kansas? Uh, Send us an email. Mr. Wichita or Ms. Wichita or Mrs. Wichita or whoever you are, Wichita.
0: Or maybe you're a transracial, non-binary, omnisexual French poodle or something. We don't judge. It's cool. Yeah. In fact, if that's the case, I really want you to send us an email and
1: recommend us something
0: because we like to broaden our
1: horizons here at Get Wrecked. Right. And I am sure that you would have something to add to the conversation. So, next week, Thor, we are going to keep it going with the TV theme. Uh, well, kind of. We're going to do a mini series. And this was the first mini series that Cartoon Network ever did. And it's a little gem called. Over the Garden Wall. Okay. Uh, it's basically about two half brothers who get lost in the woods trying to find their way home. Um, there are ten episodes, I believe, and each episode is about an uh, is about ten minutes, eleven minutes long. So the whole thing is maybe two hours. Um, but it is
0: sp- it's like one complete. Like a complete story, though? Yes. Yep,
1: Yep. start to finish story arc, the whole thing. It was a miniseries done on Cartoon Network. So you can find it. I believe it's on Hulu. Um, I think that it's on HBO Go, because a lot of Cartoon Network stuff is on HBO Go. Or is it HBO Go? HBO Max. HBO Max. They did have HBO Go. Um, HBO Max. So it's streaming on a couple of places. So that's my recommendation to you for next week. The main character is played by your doppelganger, Elijah Wood.
0: Oh, nice! Yeah, I love me some Elijah Wood. <laughs> so maybe it's just because I think we look a lot alike. You, you guys, you
1: guys do look, look a lot alike. We look basically the same. Yeah, it's kind it's of especially wild.
0: in profile. Yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> so, uh, so that's what we're getting into next week, folks. Over the garden wall, take you about maybe two hours to watch. It's kind of got a a sweet, somber, kind of heartfelt, also eerie vibe going on. So. It's a good one. You should check it out. Next week, Over the Garden Wall.
0: You got anything else to add, Thor? No, I think, I think, I think we covered it. I don't know how great we did reviewing, but, I mean, I, I had fun talking about Larry David and all his, <laughs> all his uh, mishaps.
1: Yeah. All right, crew. So, until next time. As always. You get wrecked. Stay wrecked. And watch out for those pant tents. They're the worst.
0: Ha, ha, ha.